not only to our houses, but into the communities and proclaim the name of the Lord. So thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Preach for me and preach through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So it reads here in Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. It says, remember the law or the Torah or teaching and instruction of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. All right. And we know our heavenly father, he ain't got no problem getting rid of nobody. And uh, he said, I'll just take, you know, rocks or, or tree limbs on the ground and make new people. I don't have a problem with that. So what a privilege that we have to uh, be a father and also what a privilege it is to be a mother because everybody doesn't get that, uh, they don't get that title. It's not something that's just so easily to get, all right? So fathers, God bless y'all, we here. <laughs> and uh, to all the fathers that are listening, so many people are sharing this message. I don't know who's sharing it or, or whatever, but these messages are going out. But the message is always to us here. It's to us right here. And if it goes out and other people get happy about it, that's great. I don't know where they're at, but I know that, you know, the Father is prospering us and he's growing us and he's preparing us for all the other people that are going to join us. We may just be like Israel was, what, 70 of them that went down into Egypt. And when they came out, it was a great multitude. So we started with uh, just a little group back in May 8th, about nine or 10 years ago. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. And uh, we're still here together. And the young people that were babies are growing up now and, and they, they in here and they lit. They on fire for the Lord and they ask some serious questions and they answer some serious questions. So that is awesome. But to the fathers that are in the room, it's me, John, and, but he's turning our hearts to our families, to our children and our children and our families' hearts to us. And as a community, and I know that he's not the God of just black people, all right? He is the God of everybody. You know, all lives matter to him. And, uh, and he's going to continue to keep turning our hearts and having us as fathers focus on seeing our families, like Cornelius, who prayed all the time and he always gave to the community. He wants to see us uh, change. It all starts with him. we got to have that relationship with him as fathers. And me and John know that, and you young men have to know that. You've got to know that Christ is the head of the church. You've got to know that we're the head of the wife and the head of our family. But we've got to make sure that we're in line with him, all right? And uh going to be a lot of things that are going to try to get our attention, uh, but we have to stay focused, all right? And we got to encourage each other to stay focused on, on like he says here in verse 4, remember uh, the Torah or teaching and instruction. And Paul says all scripture has been given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction, for correction, so that each and every one of us men and women in here uh, would be righteous or furnished unto all good works. It's something about the Torah or the chief cornerstone that Israel rejected. It was all about Jesus, all about uh, Yeshua. And uh, they rejected it. But we can't reject it. We have to remember that that is the foundation for us. That's where we measure. We, we, if we want to know what is right and what is wrong, we measure it based on those first five books. It lays out what is right and what is wrong. How do we conduct ourselves uh, when we're young men and young women? And that's the father's job to teach. Hey, honor your father and mother. I don't give two cents what they're like. Bring honor to your father and mother. And you never know through your worship. Will God turn around your father or your mother? Any one of us can be caught up and we never know what our fathers and mothers are going through because they don't really tell us. It ain't none of our business when we're children. Um, but as children, when those commandments hit your ears, then do what the word says. And that's going to be hard. OK, because you got feelings and you got emotions and you got things that are going on inside of you that you can't even comprehend. But his word will always be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And today we're talking about, I'm going to go back. I'm going back. I'm done with this. I'm going back. And there's a lot of fathers that grew up in church, that grew up in Sunday school. They didn't have fathers, but they had mothers and they had grandmothers that took them to church. And they heard the word. And I know that as young men, it's a, it's a, the, the transition is tough from boys to men. 
and very seldom men make that transition. But those of us in this room have to make that transition. And it comes to humbling ourselves and it comes to having that relationship with the most high. All right. We have to have that relationship with the most high. And it's very important. And he will always keep our hearts in the right place as men. Okay, men, it's easy for us to get caught up in in the imaginations of our mind. And it's easy to get caught up on the things that we see. All right. But we have to have a heart for the Lord. And I want to talk a little bit about Jacob this morning. If we jump over to Genesis 32. Jacob is a young man like each and every one of us. Jacob went through some things as a young man. And sometimes as men, we go through some things when we're young. And I tell people all the time, even though Jacob got the name, it was his mother that coaxed Jacob into doing what he did. He already had a name that wasn't popular, (laughs) you know, con artist or supplanter or always trying to get over on people. And we don't want a name like that. But his mother overheard Isaac about to bless Esau. And she went and set this plan in motion. And it happens in our families. Do you hear me? I know people are saved. I know people love the Lord. But sometimes there's some generational things that are going on in the family and going on in individuals. And as men, one day you will be the head of your family. And that woman is a help me to M-E-E-T. But there were some things going on in Jacob's mother that never, ever got fixed. And when he got a chance to go live with his uncle and his uncle continued to uh, get over on him. That's when he realized what was going on in his mother. You hear me? And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to produce the right type of fruit in us, regardless of what we feel. I don't know why she made Jacob do what he did. But it was God's plan. God allowed it to happen. And sometimes as men, we have to realize that God will allow things to happen in our life. But when we get to that place in our life where we understand we've got to go back. You hear me? In Genesis 32 and verse um, 24, we can start there because Jacob is left alone. He sends his family away. Sends his family away and he has to get into prayer. We can look at Hosea chapter 12 later on if you want to. If you want to go there, just look how Jacob prayed and he wept before the Lord. But here it talks about how he wrestled with a man. Jacob will tell us later on, he felt as though he was wrestling with God, even though God is a spirit. He is not a man. But Jesus, the same what yesterday, today and forever. All the Heavenly Father needed was a body. So we look at it, it said Jacob was left alone and there wrestled with a man uh, with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint and he wrestled with him. Jacob, after he spent a long time at Laban's house, Jacob left with his wives and he left with his children and he left in duress. Not only at that time in his life was his uncle Laban pursuing him, but in front of him (laughs) was his brother Esau. That is also made a vow that the next time I see this cat and I'm telling you what happens in families, hey, you young people know. I'm going to hurt you as soon as they go to sleep. (laughs) I'm going to punch you in your face. You know, sometimes the worst fight you had is with people that had the same blood, came out the same man and woman as you. And it's a bitter fight. But Jacob's mother was the one that caused this beef between him and his brother. And Laban wanted to do harm to Jacob, but it wasn't for our heavenly father intervening and telling people, you better get off my child. Laban would have did hurt to Jacob too. So Jacob here, the father has told him, it's time for you to go back. And as men, we have to pray. 
If you're going to be the head of anything, a business, or you're going to be the head of a church, or you're going to be the head of a family, he said, let my house be called a house of what? Prayer. Not a house of whatever we think it is, not, not the job, not in our relationships with women trying to be pimps, not in how, 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 how we can hold our hands or how good we are on the basketball court or the football. All the things that, uh, that kind of try, the society tries to make that seem what it is to be a man. But a, a head of a house is somebody whose heart is with the most high. You know that? We have a, like David had a heart for the most high. Yeah, David made some mistakes. Yes, David. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. If somebody called me on the phone and said that, you know, one of them made a mistake and they're like, I'm going to be all like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I expect it. All right. Anytime you're in business and you're um, say you got a supermarket or something, there's something's always going to break. Something's going to get stolen. <laughs> People are going to bring stuff. I just expect it. I count the cost. And as a man, we think logically we can't get caught up in our emotions and our feelings. That's that's mama's job. <laughs> OK. I said, our job is we have to think. Jacob is at a place in his life where he is thinking his brother is coming. And he's caught between a rock and a hard place. You hear me? Mm -hmm. He can't go back. He has to go forward. He talked to Laban. He said, let me go so I can go back where I came from. It was something inside of him that says, you got to go back. And I don't care where you find yourself at in life. You can always go back. You can always go back to where you first saw the light, where you first had this relationship. You young men that have a relationship that are sitting in here, you can always go back. You can always go back to him. And Jacob, he knew Esau was coming. And the only thing he could do was turn his life and where he was at into a house of prayer. That's the first thing men should always be able to do. I don't care what your wife is doing. I, I, all I know is that men should always pray. And never faint and never quit and never give up. And I don't care where you find yourself in life. If you pray, your heavenly father will order your steps. Yes, he will. He will order your steps. If you're in high school, he'll order your steps. If you're on the job, he'll order your steps. Whatever you're doing in life, he will order your steps. He will open up doors for you like he did Joseph. Even when Joseph found himself in slavery or in jail, the father always ordered his steps. And Jacob begins to pray in stress. And he said here he's wrestling uh, with this man. And um, and I'm telling you right now, the only man that could literally be called God is the only son. You know that Jesus himself, the Gentiles call him Jesus. We call him Yeshua. And he wrestled with him and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And that's where you and I and our mentality have to be. We have to have that mentality as a father that I cannot let you go. I can't let our heavenly father. What an opportunity it is to be able to call on the most high. And it has to be something daily. When the disciples asked Yeshua, they said, teach us how to pray. Our father who is in glory. Holy is his name. It's by his name that everything has been established. It's a holy name. It's not something to be used just because you're angry. It's not something to be used to try to prove a point. The name of the Lord is holy. It's a, it's a place where you can run into and be safe. It's a name that when you begin to pray it and you begin to speak it, it could change not only your life, but the very lives that are around you. And I tell you right now, Jacob understood that not only was his life online, but his brother Esau, he didn't bring four men. He brought 400 just in case Jacob, you know what I'm saying? If Jacob had a six shooter, well, he, he brought a machine gun. Okay? He only going to get six shots off. But we got over 100 shots. Somebody going to die. Jacob understood. He counted the cost. He was thinking logically. When he put the family in order, he put what he loved the most at the farthest away. Just so that they might be able to outrun 400 men. He said, let me go. Let me go because the day breaks. And he says, I can't let you go. This is the first time that we see where somebody in scripture says, I can't let you go. 
It's the first time. And all of us in this room, I don't care if you're male or female, you have to have a place in your life regardless of what is going on in your life. Yes, you messed up. Yes, he stole his brother's birthright. Yes, the mother made him go in there and lie to his father. But you better have a relationship with the Most High God. And Jacob paid the price for his betrayal. He betrayed his father. He betrayed his brother. And Jacob paid the price for more than 14 years. And you, listen, we have to be mindful of the decisions that we make as men. Because it will cost us years. You hear me? Ladies, if you make a bad choice, it'll cost you years. And when you think about the decisions that you make today and how you're sitting here, you're like, man, if I would have made this other choice, where would I be? But the father knew that Jacob was going to be at this place. And there's some things in our life that the father has ordained for you and I to go through. He loves a what? A broken and contrite heart. When you and I have been humbled like David to the point where we ain't got nothing else to say. The whole world knows that we are a liar. The whole world knows that we're an adulterer. The whole world knows that we're a thief. The whole world knows who we are. It just makes us keep our mouth shut. Now we don't have nothing to say about nobody else. Now we know what it is for our neighbor to go through something. Everybody's talking about them and dogging them out. When they see you and I, they think that we're going to dog them out. We hug them and love on them and say, you know what? It's going to be okay, and we keep on moving, but we pray for them because now we have empathy. Now we have compassion. We know what it is because you and I have been humbled by the Most High, and Jacob has been humbled. And he believes in his mind that the only one that can save him from Esau is the Most I can't let you go. I would have let you go back when I was young like we did. To go out and hang with my friends. I would have let you go so I could have a night with Bathsheba. I would have let you go. Okay? To go out with Judah and hang with the, uh, the Adolamite for the weekend. I would have let you go so I could go be with the foolish virgins for a while. I would have let you go. But right now in my life, I'm at a place I can't let you go. I can't let you go. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. Man, that's <laughs> what kind of name is that? That's the name that my mama gave me. Why would somebody's mama name them after the family reputation? We con artists. We gypsies. We bloods. We crips. We pimps. <laughs> we women of the night. Why would somebody name their child? You know how we are in our community. We're going to name our child the GOAT. Well, the child, does he even want to play <laughs> any sports? We're going to make him play because sports run in our family. That's how we get down. And we grow up in these families with these names and, and people calling us names. And they're like, what kind of name is that? To the day you, we grow up and you say, just call me Mark. That's my name. Oh, I thought your name was the goat. <laughs> but he said, your name shall be called no more Jacob. But he says, your name is going to be Israel. He changed his name. He has to change your mind and my mind because we're so full of stress. We're so depressed. We're so down. We can't see the future, even though our future is brighter than ever. We just can't see it. We jack some things up. Yes we, yes, we will. Yes, we will. I'm sorry, you will. And it seems like your future is over, but it's not. He said, no. He said, Jacob, I'm going to call you Israel. And the father does have a name for each and every one of us in this room because he is our heavenly father. And what he says trumps what our mother and father say. That's why he says, I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to give you another name than the name that you have. And I'm going to give you a name better than the one they call you in the street. I'm going to give you a new name. And when you and I refuse to let him go, something about us changes. He says, Jacob, do you know who you are? I'm just the guy that stole my brother's stuff. And now my brother's coming to kill me. He said, no. He said, I call you Israel because... 
You have power with God and you have power with men and you have prevailed. That means that when it came to uh, everything that I put you through or I allowed you to go through, you came through it and you prevailed. And I'm telling you today that everything that you went that went on between you and your brother or whoever else in your family, your so-called friends. I'm telling you today that you're going to prevail, too. I'm going to make you a prince. I'm going to make you a prince. He says, I'm the king, but I'm going to make Junior a prince. That means if anything happens to me, Junior, I need you to take my place. I need you to run things the way that I would run it. And, and Paul writes that we are heirs and what? Join heirs with Christ. That's something for you to think about how he could take you and I and he could change our position and say, you know what, AJ, I'm going to make you an overseer. You may not have been a father before, but I'm going to make you a father now, not only to your own children, but I'm going to make you a father to these other children in this community. They're going to come to your house and they're going to hang at your house and they're going to listen to the words that come out of your mouth. And they're going to base their life off the words that are coming out of your mouth because they didn't have no fathers or their father was locked up like Akon said, won't let me out. Their fathers were on some drugs. Their fathers was out there in the street trying to be all that they could be. But you were introduced to the most high God at an early age and you made a decision to go back to him and not take the road of your fathers, the sins of the fathers. You made a decision. I'm not going down that road. I'm going to take this road that my grandfather and my grandmother spoke to me about. And he says, I'm going to call you a prince. And if you think that our heavenly father has changed Malachi, if you go to chapter three, he says, I'm the Lord or I'm the most high, or I'm Yahweh, I change if not. If you think that he's still not taking young men and making them princes, you got a problem. And he took and elevated Jacob, changed his name to Israel because he prevailed not only with God, the, the things that the father allowed Jacob to go through, Jacob told him, he says, surely, if you do all the things that you're telling me you're going to do, I'll give you a tenth of everything that I have. Man, we got to know how to give. Yes, we do. Other men will try to stop you from giving, but you and I, we are just like Jacob. Surely, if you do all that you said you're going to do. Lord, if you're telling me that all I have to do is do it the way you said it, he said, yes, I will bless you. And I will bless the men that are around you. And Jacob said, tell me your name. He said, why are you asking my name? Because Jacob knew Genesis 4 and 26. That's when men begin to call upon the name of Elohim. The most high God. Turn with me to Luke chapter four. Chapter four. Talk gets real. In Malachi chapter four. It says, remember all that my servant Moses spoke to you. Gave you. Remember. What Moses said. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with what Moses wrote. It's teaching and instruction and in righteousness. Yes, it is that the man or woman will be thoroughly furnished unto good works. Moses is the one that began to talk to you and I about how holy the temple is. Do you know that? Moses began to receive instruction on this temple that is holy. And do you know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Think about that. When you read the book of Moses and you start to think about all the things that he is writing, it's the way you and I should keep our bodies. Corinthians spoke well on that, even though we're heterosexual. It doesn't give us the right to go out here and defile our bodies. That is not his will for our life. So if you can see your body as the temple of the Holy Spirit, then you'll begin to read the book of Moses, how to keep your body. All right. Yes. And remember, the ultimate cleanliness of the body is the sprinkling of the blood. 
And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. So I don't care how cute you are and how good you think you are. You ain't, you ain't beyond the blood because each and every one of us has sin. All right. So we look here at chapter four of the book of Luke. It says Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. And we know the book of Moses. We know after Passover, 50 weeks later. We got to go to the Feast of Weeks. We know that. And he was there 40 days, tempted of the devil, because God tempts no man. So if you tempted, that's the devil. Because our Heavenly Father will not tempt you. He allows you and I to go through some things like he allowed Joseph to. All right? Being 40 days tempted of the devil, in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, if you are the son of Yahweh, command this stone that it be made bread. And Yeshua answered him, saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of Yahweh, or they say God. So we're looking at Malachi 4. And he's telling us to remember the book of Moses. You and I need to be in the book of Moses day in and day out, studying those scriptures on how you and I need to keep our temple, how we need to live, what is righteous and what is not righteous, what is holy and what is not holy. And even though the world out here is living contrary to what Moses wrote, moved by the spirit, you and I could still live according to the scriptures. It's a commandment that you and I, I understand that you're hungry. I understand that you need money. But man doesn't live by bread alone. It's every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahweh. That's how we live. He said, Moses did not give you the true bread from heaven. He said, I am the bread from heaven. So every day, you and I, we know we need to eat. It's just part of our nature that we need to eat. Now, sometimes we fast. We refuse to eat natural food, and we eat that spiritual food that only comes from our Heavenly Father. We fast, and we begin to pray, and the Father will feed us what he wants to feed us. He said that you and I ain't going to make it. We ain't going to survive. We ain't going to make it through. We're not going to get to a place where we are a prince or we are a princess living any old type of way it just ain't going to happen there's a commandment where he's telling you and i we got to take our game to another level i was watching that like i told you i was watching a little bit of that last dance with michael jordan i never watched it but i was bored i started putting it on and it came to a point where michael had to take his game to another level and he began to work out and he began to focus and he began to uh reshape who he is as a basketball player with all of his talents and he became one of the greatest basketball players that we know today. But also, too, not only did he challenge himself, but he challenged everybody else that was around him. Understand that? So as you and I begin to study the scriptures as fathers, as young men that will soon one day be fathers, it's our job to understand that the husband is the head of the wife like Yeshua is the head of the church. It's important for us to understand our position. And I don't give two cents what she's saying. Do you hear me? And if that young lady that you are dating or your supposed fiance and she got a mouth on her where she's like, ain't nobody telling me what to do. You need to do. Well, baby cakes, we ain't, we ain't going to be together. Because if you read the book of Moses, we cannot date outside our faith. Race has nothing to do with it. Out of one blood, he made all the nations that you and I see. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing how by the word of God and how can we hear without a preacher if she ain't listening to the preacher you better cut that one loose you hear me better cut it loose and I understand young ladies get mad what is you talking about well you better understand that you're a help me you helping all right you ain't the carpenter <laughs> they hired the carpenter oh this is my assistant to help her you better understand that they they asked for Jesus <laughs> they ain't asked for you but they respect you because Jesus said, well, that's my partner, uh, Peter. <laughs> he rolling with me. All right. Understand your role. Man, that man's wife on point. 
And young lady, I need you to get such. I got you, babe. She on point. Other men are like, why can't my wife be like that? Well, she ain't a most high God type wife. You done grab one of them sons of, of, of the, the daughters of men. And she out there shaking it and popping it. She ain't even over there by you. She over there with the other men over there. What's, what's, what's the problem? Y'all know what happens? They can't stay out of a man's face. Amen. Women, you better stay out of a man's face. And better know who you belong to. Like the Lord tells us, you better stay out of the devil's face and better know who you belong to. He says, what, I'm a jealous God? And then you want to get mad. Why are you so jealous? Oh, you don't know the God I serve. He jealous and I'm jealous. Stay your behind over here where you're supposed to be at. You ain't my daddy. Well, you know what? Get your stuff. What, what you got up in here? What you got up in here? What you got up in here? And he don't raise no punks in Christ. You hear me? You hear me, young man? You better not be so whipped that you can't let it go. <laughs> Think I better let it go. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. All right. You can get mad at me if you want to. <laughs> get mad at the way I put it. Ain't no other way to put it. All right. If that's that baby face whipping pill you play, you better get that up off of there. All right. You better play something else. <laughs> You better play something else, all right? Some of them songs you don't need to play. You got that whip appeal. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. Shoot, you better better move around. Listen, <laughs> but by every word of the Most High. And if she don't want to hear what the Most High has to say, I don't care how fine she is. You better wave bye-bye. That's that. You know what I'm saying? Bye-bye. <laughs> And if, and if you if you got tears, man, you better wave bye bye. Better move on, or call me. <laughs> so I will tell him bye bye bye. Get your stuff and get out. <laughs> Where is he at? He crying, but I ain't crying. Get your stuff, get up out of here. Go on back home. They gone. You can come out now. They all right. <laughs> they all right. Come on out now. All right. My pastor. Okay, come on. Cry it out. <laughs> I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you out here with Judah. We gonna go down there. We gonna work this thing out. <laughs> get your mind off of it. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta sin a little bit, brothers. Get your mind off it. <laughs> Let me leave it alone. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to erase that one out of there. Sorry about that, y'all, ladies. I'm sorry about that. But they re get real. <laughs> All right. You better get whipped on something else. <laughs> get whipped on some madness or something. You better get on that game and play. <laughs> Sit up here crying over there. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the devil got to take you up to a high mountain Let you look out over some things Okay Sometimes I don't get mad when he takes me up on a high mountain Let me see what I'm seeing It's called the VIP section of the club You're like oh hold on Forget that one I see something else <laughs> And that's what Jesus did here in verse 5 Let me leave that alone Sorry brothers It's, it's, it's Father's Day Alright y'all had y'all day Y'all had y'all day We preached for mama didn't we We did it says, and the devil took him up into a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Ooh and the devil said unto him, all this power, all this power will I give you and the glory of them. For this is what's been delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. Look at this whole world out here and all that it has to offer. Man, could you imagine that? Man. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Man, that's what happens when you read the book of Moses. Something starts to change in our hearts to where we understand what it is to be holy, what it is to be set apart, what it is to belong to him. What, do you hear me? If we belong to him and we know how to keep the relationship between our father and us, then we'll know how to keep that relationship between us and our wife and our children. Because we understand the relationship between the husband and the wife is holy. The bed is undefiled. It's something that the father made. He's the one that created marriage. He's the one that told you and I, it's not good for us to be alone. So he gave us an Eve, the mother of all living, have some respect for who she is. The father gave her. It's not just all about us. We have to understand that's daddy's little girl. 
We have to understand the relationship that we have. It's not a relationship to take for granted. If you were elevated to the place of a prince, you have to understand the responsibility that is upon your shoulders. Do you hear me? And the only way you can keep, and the only way that you can be a prince, and the only way you can be a father, and the only way that you can be an overseer, is your heart got to be right with him. I'm not saying that you're not going to make a mistake. I'm saying that your heart has to be right. You have to serve him. You have to serve him. It's, it's, it's the position of a father is one that served. Jesus said, I haven't come to be served. I've come to serve. He, he thought it not robbery to be equal with his father, but he humbled himself and became a servant like Moses was a servant in the father's house. You and I, we have to learn to humble ourselves and be a servant. Stop playing the PlayStation. When I was a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away child. I'm done with that life. People are counting on me and my relationship with the Heavenly Father. It didn't show us when they crossed over that Joshua and a couple of women were praying. It was Joshua praying. It was Joshua praying. Ask for me in my house. Joshua's praying. The position that you and I have, we have to pray. You're not like the other men out there in the world. You have a position of a prince. That's what he does for you and I. When we accept him as Lord and Savior, our status and our name and our position changes. We are the head of a family. We, listen, we are the head of a family. Just like he is the head of the church. How important was for him to serve the church? That's how important it is for you and I to serve our Heavenly Father and to serve our family. Listen, only him shall you and I serve. That's it. The games are over. We're not serving our flesh no more. Our flesh desires things. It desires food. It wants to play. You got you to get to a place where I, you, are, you ain't playing no more. We don't have time out for playing. I'm not a child. I'm a grown behind man and I have to act like a grown behind man. Do you hear me? Brothers, I don't care how old you are. The position will change real quick. Have a good Friday night light. And next thing you know, you got a child on the way. It's happened to a lot of young men and your position immediately changes. The next thing he talks about here, the devil says that he brought him to Jerusalem and took him up on the top of the the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, if you really are a prince, if you clearly have some position in your heavenly father, cast yourself down from hence, for it is written, he will give his angels charge uh, over thee to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt Yahweh, the most high. When we're young and dumb, we do a lot of foolish stuff. When we get money in our pockets, we do a lot of foolish stuff. My father say it all the time. Give a Negro some money, watch him start acting funny. You know that? Because we never had it before. We get that car, we riding around here crazy. We have to know who we are and what we are and what we're supposed to be doing. And that is tough because people want to tell you all things are working together for your good. I'm going to tell you, there's not a man living today that's above 50 that says, I wish I could go back and change that thing right there. <laughs> not everything, but man, if I had changed that, where would I be at and where would my children be at? Because that's what you think as a father. You're always trying to get the children beyond, trying to push them farther, to put them up on your shoulders and lift them up farther than you ever have been. David made sure that nobody would fight his son when he died. And Solomon was free to build the temple for the most. I was David's. Once David realized, it's not my assignment to build you the building. No, I need there to be peace. And David threw hands. 
That was his job as Solomon's father is to throw hands, to be that warrior. Listen to what the father told uh, Moses. He said, go into Egypt and bring out my armies, not the slaves. He saw them as his army. And men, you have to look at yourself as a soldier for the Lord. And you can't get caught up in childish stuff. We can't go out here. Corinthians hit the nail on the head. We can't go out here and have multiple partners. If we are, we got to stop and we have to do a 180 and we have to go another direction because that's not God's will for our life. Well, what about Abraham and Sarah and all the, not anybody talking about that. He gave Adam one woman, one woman. And ladies, you can't allow people just to use you just for fun. They have no intention of marrying you. You let that joker marry you first. And you better date him for over a year and a half so you can see exactly who he is. Stop just giving everybody anything. Here you go. And brothers, we can't listen. Money can't buy you love. I don't care how much money you have. She better marry you. Amen. I'm not saying you can't go to the movies and stuff, but she's asking every week to go someplace. You better say, you know what? I'm going to go find somebody I ain't got to spend money on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. If the father don't pay my bills, I'm going to another guy called the lottery. <laughs> then I'm going to Choctaw. <laughs> now I'm rolling dice in the back of the church. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm pitching quarters. I'm going to get my money some way. <laughs> it happens to men. Don't think you are exempt. You better look ahead, like I told you last week, of what's going on to the people in front of you. Don't you do that when you stand in the line? What is taking so long? What is taking so long to get to the promised land and to the position that we're supposed to be in if I'm a prince? What's taking so long? Well, you following the same road that daddy did. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I'm off this road. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Father, is there another road? Yes, yeah, son, there's another road. Which road is that one called narrow? It's a narrow road. Ooh, this is kind of tight, father. <laughs> it's tight, but it's right. Well... They look like they're having fun in that line over there. They ain't having no fun in that line because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to show up in a minute. All eyes on me. He said, you better stay on this narrow road. It's a narrow road. I know that everybody looks like they're having fun. But if you can keep yourself like a prince should, you are royalty. You're an heir of the throne. Men and women, keep yourself. I don't care what is happening in your life at this moment. Come to yourself and go back. You know, Dad, I've been tripping. You ain't the only one tripping. So don't get all down on yourself because you surround yourself. And I surround myself with people that just be tripping. But when we come to ourselves, go back. Fathers, go back. and I, I know the PlayStation's calling. I know that the streets is calling. I know the young ladies is in your DMs. I know all that stuff. You better go spend time with your kids. Amen. You better go over there. I know, it, I know it's uncomfortable because you ain't been there. You may be in the same house, but you, you ain't really ain't in the house. Your mind is so, your mind, you know what I'm saying? Your body's here with me, but your mind is where? On the other side of town, your children probably say that to you. I know you're home, daddy, but you really ain't home. What is you saying? I'm here. Yeah, it's one thing to be here, dad. That's cool. But you want to play some Madden? No. Why are you always on the TV playing with somebody else? Why can't you play with me? Why can't we go outside? That's one thing I love my pops and pop, man. Let's go out and throw the rock. You'd be like, you sure you can handle me throwing the ball? <laughs> I'm like, well, how you going to throw the ball? You can throw it in any different with my brothers? <laughs> he started laughing. He said, come on, boy. And we'd be out to just throw it. One of the best days of my life. Just throwing the rock. Back and forth. You know that? Mm -hmm. Take time out for our ch daddy's little girl. Take some time out for your baby. I'm, when you get to when you get older, young men, listen to this. There is no need for you to have any regrets because you got me and John to talk to. 
No need for you to go down any roads that you don't need to go down because you got me and John to talk to. You call us up on the phone. Hey, Pastor Mark, I'm thinking about making a left. Where you at? What street you on? Oh, I'm on Broad Street. No, 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 no. Make the right and go to Narrow Street. <laughs> stay on that street until I come get you. <laughs> what? What's going on? Just stay on the street until I come get you. <laughs> I'll meet you at 8th and Narrow. <laughs> That's a new beginning. You hear me? And if you, listen, and if you don't call that phone and you end up on Broad Street, I'll still come get you. I have to throw hands, John. We got to throw hands. <laughs> we ain't throwing hands today. We got enough uh, arsenal that we go down there and start pop, 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 when the street's clear. Come on, boy. Get in the car. What's wrong with you? Got no business down here on Broad Street. We over on Narrow Street. <laughs> I was trying to, you ain't trying to find nothing. Down here with Pookie and them down here playing and everything like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's literally the gist of it. <laughs> we had to come down there and pop off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, it might have to happen. I don't, look, it might have to happen. I'm just telling you that right now. We're going to come get you. It said Abraham went and got a uh, lot, didn't he? Yeah, all right. Well, he don't change. Father, let these, let these things fly straight. Uh, we're going into uncharted territory. <laughs> and let us have favor with you and favor with man. Because the cops are going to come and ask, were well, we down there? John, was we down there? <laughs> I know we passed by there. <laughs> Get the rolling. We got what we needed and we kept moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's real. But people got to go back. We got to go back. Like we were singing that song, I'm going back to the heart of worship. Where it's all about you. Yeah, it's all about him. And listen, there's nothing else going on out here in the streets. I understand that we lived in those streets. Those of us that are older lived in those streets. We made some decisions that we shouldn't have. But if you go down those same streets, with us preaching to you today, <laughs> that's on you. We love you enough to tell you, don't go. Come back. Because everybody that went didn't come back. And don't come back with luggage. Don't come back broke. Don't, go, don't come back with all that. I'm telling you, you know that you're rolling dice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you know you're rolling dice. The highest dice number is a six. The other dice is a six. And that's 12. There's 12 sons of Jacob. You're going to hit one of them sons sooner or later. Do you hear me? Oh, yeah. There's 12 of them. You roll a six and a six, that's 12. You roll a one and a one, that's two. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit one of them sons real quick. Well, what about the seventh son? Well, I'm just trying to tell you to stop rolling the dice. <laughs> Blessed is the man, all right, who doesn't roll dice, all right? But his heart is for the Lord. That's, that's, that's my quick version of it. Blessed is the man that doesn't roll dice. They always want you to tempt the Lord your God to gamble your life away. Mm-hmm. And every time you lay your life on the line, Having fun. You may not make it home. (laughs) You may not make it home. It's our job as fathers, our job as mothers to make sure that you make it home. It may seem like we're hard on you. You don't know what love is yet. You think them streets out there is telling you how they love you because they whispering in your ear. When you have your child and you start screaming, will you get your behind over here? Stop running in the street. And also you realize that what you were feeling was this thing called love. That's what you're gonna, that's what you're gonna feel. How much you love this little baby and how much you want your child to be a prince or a princess. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You don't want your child to be the little kid in the class tripping. You don't want that. You don't want your child to be the one, you know, going in the wrong direction. You don't want that. You want a prince or a princess. And if you want the ratchet child, then we need to send you to Dr. Phil. Right now. Hey, let's stop it right now. We got to get Dr. Phil in here. Because we got a believer that wants their child to be ratchet. I don't see nothing wrong. Well, you better go see Dr. Phil because he'll tell you there's something wrong. All right? Keep thinking nothing's wrong with it. It's all through scripture. There's something wrong with it. And as men, 
The enemy tries to destroy our lives. See nothing wrong. The man that wrote that song, he in jail right now. Yeah, he is. I, you know, I'm, it, ain't my, it ain't my right to jail. I'm just telling you where he's at. But any one of us at any point can see ain't nothing wrong. But when you realize that you locked up like Akon, they won't let me out. Then you'll know that he, you'll come out with part two. There is something wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you'll come out with your own version of it. And we need to, you know, watch what happens to the leaders in our community like R. Kelly. I hate to say his name like that. He was a leader. Everybody had 12 play going. Look, they had more people that were in church playing 12 play than the people in the streets. Well, we were playing 12 play because we were thinking about the 12 sons of Jake. No, you wasn't. <laughs> no, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We thought the key to ignition was a gospel song. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We thought I Believe I Could Fly. That was written That was written by Kirk Franklin. No, it was written by R. Kelly. He ain't flying now, okay? Keep playing out there. And listen, it's the enemy's job to tempt you. That's his job to come to you and say, hey, guess what? We playing over here. Well, I know I'm only... 13, 14, or 15, but <laughs> tricks are for kids. <laughs> All right? I'm going to go ask my dad, should I be over there? Get you. Get away from my child. <laughs> get away from my child. When you see your dad about to fight, you know you better stay away from that individual. When you see your brother about to fight, you better stay away from that individual. If you see your sister about to fight, you better stay away from that individual. Because Listen, it's a natural thing to protect your family. But if you want to go against the grain and say, no, I know what I'm doing. Well, the family miles will just wave bye-bye because they're going to be gone for a while like Jacob. <laughs> 14, 15, 16 years. You better hope you see him. Yeah, a lot of people went out to play, never came back. That's all I got for you today. Happy Father's Day. It's real. <laughs> Anybody else got anything on their heart?